Okay, thank you for joining us today. This is another episode of the Love Fruit Podcast with myself, Ronnie Smith from UK Fruit Fest. And today we're going to interview a good friend of mine, someone I've known for a long time in the 801010 raw vegan fruitarian community. And that is Marina Grubic. And Marina is originally from Serbia, I believe. I think she'll correct me on that if I'm wrong. And I uh, originally met Marina at, I believe, the Slovenian Fruit Festival a number of years ago, the Fruits and Health Festival in Slovenia uh, a number of years ago. And I've also, uh, she's been part of the Danish Fresh Food Festival. She's also been the chef at the UK Festival in the past and, and did an excellent job. So. Uh, Marina, you've been obviously part of this community for a while, and I think that you're also very experienced in traveling in Thailand, different places like that, and staying out there and enjoying the, the fruity lifestyle out there. So uh, one thing I like about you as well, Marina, you're always very, very positive person, and I think you, you teach about the law of attraction and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, another great example of someone thriving on this raw lifestyle. So is there anything else you would like to introduce yourself or say about yourself before we get going with this interview? Well, thank you for inviting me to this interview and thank you for everything that you are doing. I think that you're doing an amazing job with uh, just gathering people from all over the world to the UK to um, celebrate this kind of lifestyle. Uh, yes, I'm originally from Serbia. I'm currently in Thailand, uh, in Chiang Mai, uh, and this is the city that I call my second home. I just love to live here. Um, I've been traveling around Asia, of course, in search for some good fruits. Uh, I love tropical fruits, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I will also add this. Europe has amazing fruits in summer as well, as well as amazing persimmons in winter. Um, what would I like to add about me? Uh, well, I'm passionate about teaching people uh, about our biological diet, which is fresh fruits and vegetables. And not only that is the most uh, diet for humans, it is uh, the tastiest and it makes the most common sense in regard to uh, welfare of this planet and other animal species. Excellent, excellent, yeah. And let's go back, Marina, how did all this start for you? Um, is, is this something common in Serbia? Does everyone eat a fruit diet there? Oh, <laughs> no, it's quite opposite. I think I am a black sheep there. Um, even though I'm going to say this, that I see uh, this movement going on in Serbia as well and uh, in neighboring country around Serbia, yeah, so I'm so happy to see that there are more vegan restaurants than before. When I started with my vegetarian diet in 2004, nobody even knew what vegetarian meant. It was a non-existent word. And then um, in 2005, I went vegan and everyone around me thought that I was in some kind of a cult or I was, um, or that was a phase that I was going to get out very soon. But then I moved on to the 801010, and um, that was shocking to most people in my environment because nobody even heard about this kind of uh, diet. But I'm going to stay on a positive side and uh, say that I can uh, absolutely predict that we are moving towards eating fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, so I am currently probably 
in a minority in Serbia, in a huge minority in Serbia. Um, <laughs> but it's a growing movement. Yeah, I'm going to say that it's a growing, growing movement. But what was it that made you start to make that transition then? You obviously, you weren't brought up on, on a vegan diet or anything like that. And uh, when in your life did you, did the lights come on and did you start making those changes? Oh, that's an excellent question. Well, it dates back to when I was around four or five. Uh, um, ironically, my father was working at the time in a meat uh, industry. He was um, an accountant there. Uh, and so often he would bring this, what we were calling a, a package from his work. And um, the package contained lots of different meat or all kind of expensive, um, uh, like very fancy uh, meats that yeah. uh, the employer, this uh, horrible industry would get to get uh, to, to uh, their families. Um, and my brother and I at the time, I remember that we would celebrate each and every time that our father uh, brought what we called a package. Yeah. And then we would just, uh, all these kinds of meat and for me it was meat was always something that was just made that was made at my father's work mm -hmm. and then i had a bunny pet and one day uh, and i loved it with all, all of my heart and one day our parents told uh, my uh, my brother and i uh, to go to our room and not to go out to the backyard for the whole evening which was strange because we would all uh, we would normally be outside um, in the backyard during summer, summers. So we were in our room and my brother asked me, uh, are you brave enough to go to the backyard and see what our parents are doing there? And I said, of course I am. So I ran out and first I was just facing the neighboring house and I saw nothing strange. And I, and I still remember this moment. So I was slowly turning around and all of a sudden <laughs> I was shocked with this image. My father was uh, was holding my bunny pet for its ears, and a neighbor was standing beside my father with a big knife in uh, in his hand, uh, and there was blood dropping from from my bunny pet. And at that moment, I just I just froze. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what was going on. And I remembered that my mother came to me and she dragged me into the house and she told me, "I told you not to go out." I told you to stay in your room. And then and then I started crying because I was so confused. I didn't know what was going on. And then my father came around and he explained to me in a very polite, in a very kind way that we kill animals in order to eat them. And that if they didn't kill my bunny pet, he would just grow old and die naturally and nobody would benefit from it. And I was I still had I was in my tears, tears all over my face. And, but I was four or five at the time, and I thought that I should believe my father that he knew the best. And I hate to say this, but the next day we had my bunny pet for lunch, and there was I, I was eating that, but there was something so wrong with that picture. Yeah. And then years later, I was um, in elementary school uh, towards the end of elementary school, and. Um, uh, I got uh, a paperwork, I got to uh, do a paper on Nikola Tesla, uh, which is a, a huge hero in Serbian uh, history. 
yeah. in world history, I would say. And at that, uh, at that time, we didn't have computers, uh, not, not to mention internet. So we went to the library, and I was browsing all these books about Nikola Tesla, trying to write my paper. And then I found this sentence, Nikola Tesla was a vegetarian. Vegetarian, what does it even mean? N nobody even used that word where I grew up. But, and so I started thinking about this vegetarianism, and then I, and then I found out that there are some people who don't cons consume meat. And I, I, was, I was shocked, how could that be possible? We grew up on eating meat, we thought that was essential, that's something that my father was bringing from work. But then slowly, um, step by step, I came into, into just acknowledging that not only that we can live without meat, but we are not meat eaters. Uh, years later, I, uh, I went to the USA and I lived there um, with a family uh, who was much into the work of Dr. Colin Campbell. And at that time, Dr. Colin Campbell um, uh, uh, published his very first book, China Study, and his course at Cornell University. So I enrolled in the course. I was already I was already vegan, but I didn't know anything about the science behind it. I just knew it was right. I went vegetarian in 2004, vegan in 2005, and then in 2012 I went 80% and never looked back. I love it. Anyway, I went, I finished this plant-based course with Dr. Colin Campbell and his colleagues. Uh, uh, and that really gave me some uh, very valuable uh, scientific background uh, with uh, which I could argument my choices. And then uh, after that, I came across um, uh, the book The Edison and Diet with Dr. Douglas Grant um, and uh, as being considered um, by profession, I completed the book in Serbian and we published it in Serbian. Uh, in Serbia, and I'm so happy and, um, and proud to have that book published and open people people's eyes about uh, natural diets. But I'll say also this: uh, while I was on a vegan diet for eight years, um, so I had been on a vegan diet for eight years before I went the 80 10 10 style, and I ate a lot of grains. I thought that we were grain eaters, and uh, they never digested for me properly. I ate huge amounts of grains and I just had this stomach pain that um, they would uh, give me. And, um, and then when I gave up on grains and legumes and in fact all cooked foods, I felt so much better. And there's so much nonsense um, in, uh, in, on, on the internet and in uh, this uh, non-official uh, um, world of nutrition and diet what is healthy, what is not, um, like the Mediterranean diet is the healthiest one because they use olive oil, or uh, this and that is uh, because of that. And no, there is, there is a species-specific diet for every species on this planet, and humans are not, uh, not different. Humans are frugivores. We have an anatomy and physiology that, um, uh, that is suited for eating, fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, and when I say vegetables, I don't mean old vegetables, but rather tender greens, anything that is soft, anything that is soft to digest. And small amounts of nuts and seeds. So that's our diet. Excellent. 
Yeah, excellent. So, um, what what would be your tips then for beginners, people that are just coming to this for the first time, if they're looking to transition and, and make that change like you did? Yeah, perfect, perfect question. Well, thank you for that. I would say education first. Find a reliable source of education. Um, I will say this for myself, uh, like, after finishing that plant-based diet uh, course uh, by Dr. Colin Campbell, I moved on to translating the 80 cents diet. And I believe that translating the book really helped me to understand mm. and really read the book a couple of times and really understand it. And then I went in front with Dr. Douglas Grant in Costa Rica, uh, where I learned a lot. And then I enrolled in Vibrant Health and Wealth Academy by Dr. David Klein. And I learned a lot there. And then I was also translating uh, um, a seminar by Lauren Lockman, from whom I learned a lot. Uh, and then I went to all these uh, fruit festivals where I learned a lot. Uh, so I would say that just uh, Learn the basics, uh, mm. the basics that will, uh, the right basics, learn the, the right information so that you can easily uh, understand what is a misinformation and what is uh, information. Because in today's world of so much information, it is like a double sword. We have so much information, so much of it is misinformation. And if you're not educated, have to critical think, uh, have to think critically, then you won't be able to to know what is misinformation and what is information. So education first, um, and then after that, I would say just gradually start. Uh, replacing your standard uh, meals with uh, simple fruit and veggie meals. Mm. Um, start with a breakfast, then move on to a replacing lunch and uh, leave the dinner, whatever it is. And then over the time, introduce a huge salad before your uh, cooked uh, fare for dinner. And then over the time, see how this cooked meal is slowly disappearing uh, mm. and you're replacing it with uh, with a satisfying salad but also find some good recipes uh, that will satisfy you how did you how did you find your own personal transition to this diet did you find it quite easy did you fall off a lot and go back again or, or did you find that's, it a, that's yeah that's a very good question uh, so in 2011 uh, was the first time I heard about raw diet I didn't even know what it meant. Um, and I found some uh, gourmet high-fat recipes and I tried them and I had such pure, poor digestion uh, with them. So I went back to simple cooked meals that um, uh, I had been eating before that uh, gourmet raw experience. Uh, and I remember that simple cooked meals, like just potatoes or just, uh, just um, millet, uh, or uh, I, I, I was eating actually like mono meals on a cooked mm. diet. Mm. That's just much better than a high fat raw vegan diet. And then, in, uh, so that didn't work for me. So we went back to simple cooked uh, vegan diet, and that worked my, way better in terms of my digestion. And then in 2012, I translated the book Gates and Ten, and I think it was, well, I'm going to stay overnight. Once when I understood what I was supposed to be doing, but before that overnight transition, 
I had like maybe two months when I was constantly craving um, something heavier. Mm. I would eat a, a mono meal of fruit and I would still crave something something heavier, something mm. to stump me. And I will say also this, that I remember in my past, I did have a phase when I was numbing myself, my feelings with food. Somebody mm. uses alcohol, somebody uses tobacco, somebody uses drugs. I used drug called food. Uh, and so I had to, I really had to uh, uh, go over that phase and uh, and try not to be dependent on, on that heavy feeling mm. after a meal that just numbs you. But um, also I had to find the right recipes and I came up with recipes that that are sat that are still satisfying for me. Um, and good quality fruit. Um, even now, sometimes it happens that I don't get good quality fruit, and uh, um, it's it's okay. I'm still on a raw diet, but it's not best like meal experience. And then on another day, I get the best quality fruit. Oh, it's like <laughs> it's the, the best meal ever. So good quality fruit, uh, satisfying recipes. When you crave something that is. Um, that is not just a mono meal of fruit and find some recipe that is really satisfying, like vegetable based uh, mm -hmm. recipe with some nuts and seeds with good dressing. I have some recipes on my YouTube channel and um, in my recipe book if anyone is interested. But there are so many great recipes on the internet. Um, are still low fat raw vegan and, um, and just fall in love with fruits and vegetables. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, on the other side of it, what are the mistakes that you see people make on this lifestyle that you think prevent them from uh, achieving real success with it or maybe falling off the diet or, or not having a good experience? Yes. Yes. Well, that's another great question. So I would say first, uh, being confused, not, not having uh, the right information. Uh, trying to listen and read everything uh, on the internet that is available, not say, not giving a second thought to what is a misinformation and what is an, uh, 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 valuable information. Uh, not eating enough or overeating. In some, uh, so you don't want to eat less than you need. You don't want to eat, uh, eat more than you need. You just want to eat uh, the right amount for you individually. So what I teach people when they come, uh, when they try to transition to a raw vegan diet, I teach them the following. Uh, it's a simple recipe uh, that I believe is very helpful. We teach them uh, how to measure their individual uh, calorie needs, how to, uh, how to make a meal plan that will satisfy, that will meet their individual caloric uh, uh, needs, and how to stick to that meal plan. But I also explain that caloric needs and caloric potential in food are not precise measures. And there are so many, so many um, uh, uh, variables there um, and so many circumstances uh, um, that can affect uh, individual caloric needs from day to day. And um, understanding that, uh, that those numbers of calories in food are just numbers. So they're not precise measures. Mm. But 
even though uh, it's not a precise math, I do teach people how to at least start uh, on the aerobic diet, uh, just to know, um, just to know um, how much approximately to eat uh, at the beginning, and then later on uh, when they when they are more accustomed to eating uh, fresh fruits and vegetables, they won't be dependent on uh, numbers and they will be able to um, to have their body guide them into the right amount for them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, not eating enough uh, or sometimes even overeating, um, I would say, uh, I would also say that uh, uh, in regard to, so, so I, I see that some people are not eating enough, and then some people are overeating, uh, trying, I guess, um, uh, to get that whole numbing feeling from fresh fruits and vegetables that they had from cooked food. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I believe that medita meditation uh, and exercising and getting in tune with your body through various techniques, either that be meditation, yoga, or some, uh, some kind of sport, is a way to go, um, is a way to be in tune with your body, and, uh, and then from there, uh, make um, a good and valuable and, health, and healthy relationship with food. Great, absolutely excellent. And you've been helping people for quite a while with this uh, lifestyle, with uh, your YouTube channel, the videos you've done with books that you've written and things like that. Um, and I believe that you've also got a, a retreat coming up, and we'll speak about that in a little bit. Uh, but you've traveled a lot in this lifestyle. What, what have been some of the favorite places that you've been to, and what have been some of the benefits of going to some of these different places? Oh, well, thank you. Well, that's a great question. This is the one thing that I discovered on this uh, lifestyle that I get so excited when I'm traveling somewhere because um, I already have um, my favorite fruits in different in different countries. I know it sounds funny uh, to people who are not into a fruit diet. Um, you know, on a standard diet, people miss so much. All they eat is um, cooked starch and cooked meat. They mm. miss so many flavors they don't even know about. So when I, when I think about Denmark, I think about strawberries. Because strawberries, Danish strawberries, are some of the best strawberries in the world. It, they're unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. So when, uh, when I think about England, oh my God, I remember at your fresh fruit festival, UK fruit festival, we had such amazing flat, uh, flat peaches, donut peaches. Mm. They were like all I wanted to eat. Then, oh my gosh, then when you, uh, when you come uh, across uh, uh, Pakistan mangoes, uh, it's, like, uh, uh, it's like heaven. And then when you come to Chiang Mai in, in January, uh, Namduk Mai mangoes and dragon fruit um, uh, uh, and that fruit. And then I go to Borneo, oh, Borneo, Champedak. <laughs> I'm crazy about it. Well, my point is that uh, when you when you when you stumble across a food based diet, you just get so excited and you get this urge to go explore the world in search for fruits. And, and that's life. Mm. <laughs> I think everyone should be that and everyone should be planting more fruits, more fruit trees. 
So where is, where is your retreat that's coming up? Uh, where's that going to be? And then maybe tell us what's the intention for the retreat? Who's it for? What's, the, what's your aim for the people that are there? What was the kind of experience that they should hope to have oh. there? Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, so my next retreat is actually this month from the 20th until the 29th of February. And it's going to be on Borneo. I am flying to Borneo uh, tomorrow, uh, where I'm staying in this uh, beautiful natural resort, and I'm teaching yoga there for a month. So the last um, or so 10 days of, uh, of February, I'm going to run my own retreat. And everyone who is interested in fitness, yoga, tropical fruit, and healthy living, and also uh, just the beautiful tropical beaches of Borneo, are more than welcome to join my retreat. We are staying in uh, wooden bungalows uh, overlooking, um, I think it's Sulusi. I'm not sure if it's China Sea or Sulusi. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we are looking over, uh, uh, over, uh, over the sea and there is jungle behind us uh, and we have access to some of the most incredible tropical fruits of Borneo, like champedoc, durian, rambutan. Um, also, I'm going to teach people how to open uh, sprouted coconuts that we find in a uh, jungle, which is one of my expertises. Um, and uh, we're going to do fitness and yoga daily. Um, and I'm going to teach people about healthy living and healthy diet in this uh, tropical paradise of Borneo. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, how would people find out more about it? Is there a place they can go to register or to learn about it? Yes, I have a link um, that I can post probably somewhere under this uh, interview. Um, it's, uh, it's a link on my website and uh, all the information um, is there. And of course, if, if anyone has um, any questions about my retreat, they're more than welcome to, to ask me through Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, so I've never been to Borneo, and that's a place that probably a lot of people haven't been. So, what what are the kind of what makes it a bit different to other places? Oh, fruit! The fruit quality there is just like oh, oh I I'm in love with fruits from Borneo, and um, oh, I'm so crazy about uh, this symbiotic relationship that people have with fruit trees, and I believe that. Um, People get crazy about tropical fruits because there is because we remember what we left, what we left generations and generations before in tropics, mm. and it is uh, it is inherited in each and every of our cells, and we will never get rid of that. It is in our genes mm. to love tropical fruits. So when we go to Borneo or any similar place, and we get this. This Eden of tropical fruits, untouched nature, uh, of jungle fruit, you know, that remembrance inside of you just go wild and tells you, oh, this is what I want. This is mm. what I want to live on. Incredible. Uh, Borneo is, is a beautiful uh, place. Um, still, uh, it's still unpopulated with uh, tourists and uh, still uh, is not as um well uh it does, doesn't have as many like pubs, nightlife, yeah that sounds uh, good yeah that sounds so, great uh, that sounds really good um yeah it, it's a beautiful place that's excellent marina and i think your website is is it health glows or is that a different website now 
That's right, healthglows.net. Healthglows.net, healthglows, all one word.net. Okay, excellent. I, I, I really encourage people as well. Uh, Marina is an excellent host, a great teacher, uh, a great example, of course. And I think you can definitely guarantee that if she knows where the fruit is, then it's going to be good. Uh, that's her recommendation. So that's great. I mean, you've hosted a lot of retreats in, uh, in, in Europe as well, in Serbia. What do, you, what do you think are the benefits to attending events like this in your experience and you know, for the people that have been in the past? Oh, there are so many benefits, benefits of going to your tribe. Uh, what, I've, uh, what I've seen over the years is that people come to me, they come to my retreat and almost everyone uh, say the same thing. We feel so lonely where we are. Mm. We feel so uh, like aliens in uh, wherever they live. So going to uh, like the UK Fruit Festival or any similar event, you get to be around uh, tens and tens, like over hundreds of people um, for a couple of days. And that gives you so much energy, so much motivation to move on and, uh, and gives you this feeling that you are a part of a group, of a tribe. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's really important. And is it with, with a smaller retreat? Is it a kind of a chance for a person to get more individual assistance, uh, more specific answers to their questions, uh, training, things like that? Yeah, that's right. And then uh, when you go to a smaller retreat, you get um, exactly what you have just described, uh, more of that personal attention. But then when you go to a bigger festival, uh, energy from being part of this huge, beautiful group. And I was just talking to some friends uh, whom I know, uh, I have known over the years, and we always meet in different parts of the world, be that um, Danish festival, UK Fruit Festival, or some other event, or here in Thailand, and everyone is living their own lives, and then from time to time we meet, and each and every time we meet, it feels like family. It yeah. feels like we are connected with this understanding about diet and life. Mm. And it's so powerful to have that kind of family, that kind Absolutely. of friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very powerful. So what, what do you see for the future for, the, for this movement, but also for yourself and what you're doing and how you're contributing to it? What, what's your plans for the future? What do you hope will happen? Well, I see that everyone is eating fresh fruits and vegetables. Because uh, everyone got hooked on fruits and vegetables, and everyone is planting these beautiful uh, fruit farms, uh, and we have tropical fruits distributed all over the planet, and there is so much food for people that we can uh, we, we can start uh, like giving to uh, I don't know to outside the world uh, because we have so much food. There is no famine in the world because there is. Everyone is satiated with this amazing, uh, high-quality fruits and vegetables. So that's what I see in future. As for myself, I see myself being part of that beautiful world community of, um, of people who are dedicated to live their healthiest and happiest um, uh, lives. Uh, as for me personally and business-wise, I, uh, I see myself running my beautiful tropical resort and I am having guests all around the world who like to uh, 
enjoy uh, and celebrate healthy living. Wow, that sounds awesome. That really sounds awesome. <laughs> yes, well, fantastic. Um, you are also, you've been the chef at the Fruit Festival in the UK. You've been, you've helped out in the kitchen at other events. What, what do you think of the challenges of that and, and how did you manage to deal with all that? Oh, that's an excellent question. By the way, I enjoyed chefing uh, at your event. It was a really great experience. Um, what are the challenges? Uh, one has to be very well organized. One has to know exactly what they want to prepare and be very specific. And uh, in order to be very um, efficient in, in, in the workflow. So if you are specific and you know what you want, you can immediately uh, you can um, uh, give uh, definite instructions to your helpers in the kitchen. If the chef is not well organized and if the chef doesn't really know what recipe they want to make, he cannot give definite uh, instructions to their helpers and they don't know what to do. So one has to be well organized. One has to know what they want to make. One has to be uh, ready that mm, there are people with different preferences in food. So uh, it is best to serve different types of meals, uh, different types of recipes with different textures and a little bit of different taste, uh, usage of herbs or not, usage of tomatoes or not, uh, and so on. So uh, to be uh, sort of satisfy, uh, if not everyone, then most people that yeah. are at the event. So those are some the most basics. Well, excellent, and uh, I've always known that you've, you're always very, uh, very uh, organized with what you're doing. You're always working very hard on it. It's good to see that. And everyone, I just want to say, if you're interested in learning more about Marina, go to healthglows.net and check out our YouTube videos as well, Health Glows. Uh, Instagram as well, Health Glows, or? That's right, and that's right. You excellent. can check me out on various social medias, everything under Health Glows. And if you're looking for uh, an exciting and different retreat with a very kind, generous host uh, in a completely different part of the world, then this sounds fantastic, the Borneo uh, retreat with, with Marina, and you're definitely going to get some amazing fruit there, so go and check that out. Um, well, thank you very much for joining me, Marina. And uh, I, I want to let everyone know this is the Love Fruit Podcast. You can check it out on YouTube, on Spotify, iTunes, uh, you can share that wherever you like, or give us a, a, a rating or a like or a comment, give us your feedback, you'd like to know how you want this to go. If you're interested in learning more about the UK Fruit Fest, you can go to fruitfest.co.uk. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. And Marina, we'll, I'm sure we'll interview in the, in the future, but good luck for everything, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much, and thank you everyone for listening to this uh, interview. Bye-bye. Bye, bye.